Right, all right, all right, people. Hey, welcome back to Nerd Encyclopedia. Welcome back, welcome back. We're, we've been on a long hiatus there. Um, yes. You know, we could say we was like, you know, doing this and that, but in reality, <laughs> technical issues. <laughs> <laughs> Te- technology. Well, technology chaos is a ladder, they say. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, to paraphrase, <laughs> but um, but we're back, we're back. So we are on. Um, yeah, we've been on a brief hiatus there. So hopefully, we could get back into the groove of things and get more consistent. We're bringing Absolutely. you guys a good podcast every week. Um, getting back on track, and you know, looking forward to hearing from you guys as far as feedback on what we're talking about here at Nerd Cyclopedia. Absolutely. And you can get that to us on uh, on Twitter, at Nerdcyclopedia. And you can get at us at our Gmail account, which is Podcast at gmail.com. All right. And check us out on our website, Nerdcyclopedia.com. And um, um, did you say our Twitter account, too? I did say our Twitter account. Our Twitter account Just is at Nerdcyclopedia. All right. Yes. Yeah, buddy. So what's going on, Scott? How you been? Oh, I've been great, man. Just really enjoying uh, last season. This new season of Game of Thrones has been really awesome. Yes. That's been really, really cool to get into. Uh, I had a, a couple Sundays of, of just sheer television nirvana. I had the Game of Thrones, which rolled right into last week tonight, which rolled right into Rick and Morty. Oh, man. That was uh, like so a, for me, a good Sunday uh, night there. Absolutely. So for me, that was just perfection. Because I've, you know, I've been waiting on Rick and Morty even longer than I was waiting on Game of Thrones. Huh. Which is, seems crazy to say, but it's true. Okay. I think. I'm pretty sure it's true. What was the um the time span in between the last season and this season? For um Rick I think and Morty? it was about a year and a half, maybe even two years. Oh wow, really? Yeah, Ooh. I think it was like summer of twenty fifteen when the last season when season two of Rick and Morty came out. Huh. Okay. It's been a long time. Wow, that's crazy. So yeah, we finally got Rick and Morty back. It's like um three or four episodes in now. For the season? Yeah, so the first episode is season three of Rick and Morty, and we'll just jump right into the R's then, right? Yes, let's go ahead and just jump right into the R's. R! R! Rick and Morty are beef space pirates. <laughs> okay, so not space pirates, but Rick and Morty is a show on Adult Swim. It's about uh, the misadventures of the smartest mammal in the universe, Rick Sanchez, and his uh, <laughs> his grandson, Morty. Um, who uh, Rick takes on adventures throughout the galaxy and many, uh, you know, science fiction-y sort of genre-esque adventures that are always very, you know, uh, they always upend, uh, you know, the uh, the tropes that they're skewering, and it's always a very sort of mean, kind of nihilistic kind of comedy oh, yeah. that they have, which is just, which I find to be delightful because it's a comedy. Uh, it's probably my favorite new show of the last maybe... You know, couple maybe decade. I I love that show. Yeah, it's real popular. Well, people love it because it's sarcastic and and uh, you know it doesn't take itself seriously while at the same time taking itself seriously conceptually. Right. It's not a lot of fart jokes too, which people <laughs> like. They had a character uh, who was made a, who was a cl- an interdimensional cloud that they named Fart. <laughs> so you know, it's got a good mix of uh, of high and low brow, I guess. So, um, yeah, tell us about the characters on the show. So you have Rick, Rick Sanchez, who, again, is the, the smartest mammal in the uh, in the galaxy. He is, uh, he kind of invents stuff. You know, a lot of the Rick and Morty episodes are like, Rick, you know, changes himself into this, or Rick invents this thing. Um, and then they sort of, you know, it causes sort of uh, chaos. Mm-hmm. And then his, his grandson Morty is the more timid. And sort of more moralistic, whereas uh, Rick is more nihilistic and amoral. And okay. uh, so he takes Morty on adventures, and, and you find out it's because uh, Morty's, like, stupid ways compliment <laughs> Rick's genius ways and cancel uh-huh. him out. So he needs to have Morty next to him because Morty's, like, like dumb. Uh, <laughs> but they they, like, they inhabit uh, a, re- a reality that has infinite dimensions, so they can move to... Uh, other like versions of their universe, uh-huh. so like a, so like a, a Western Rick and Morty and a post-apocalyptic one, and you know there are all these different places that they can go because Rick's invented interdimensional travel, right? Um, and so they they're always like you know going different places and doing like weird stuff. At, at one point, they accidentally turn everybody in the world into like these deformed mutants, and 
<laughs> so they just like say, all right, well, let's just go to a different world. So they find a version of the reality where they're like <laughs> Rick and Morty in that reality had died recently and they just slid right in. So they just leave chaos wherever they go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, there's so many there's so many great gags on that show. Uh, but there's also uh, a Beth who's Rick's uh, Rick's daughter. Uh-huh. And he abandoned her and like left for like 20 years and no one that's not explained why. Uh, at any point so far. Okay. And then uh, she's sort of like, you know, uh, she feels like she's an underachiever. And she's a horse surgeon, but wants to be like a real surgeon. And uh, and then there's, uh, you know, Morty's sister, Summer, mm-hmm. who has become more interesting as the series has progressed. Uh-huh. And it's less of sort of like a teen, uh, like a teen uh, cipher, like just, just sort of a teenager. Okay. And is now doing things like, <laughs> like just... Now she's a lot more cold-blooded than they were thinking. They kind of broke uh, broke uh, Summer's brain a little bit by explaining to her how the multiple realities work and everything. So when they when when the show first started, was she like on the adventures with them too, or was was she just like you know was she did she know that they were going on all these adventures? She would kind of know they were going on adventures, but the first like season, she was more of like you know the tether into the reality. Uh huh. Like she was more like the example of like what happens when the the grotesque genius encounters you know an average you know average perception. Uh huh. So like you know he <laughs> this kid was bullying Morty at school so he like flash froze him and then the mm-hmm. kid broke over and shattered into like thousand pieces <laughs> and like Summer had a crush on him and there was like <laughs> she was going to vigils and stuff uh-huh. but the the actual plot of the of the show just sort of moved on <laughs> like right by it <laughs> didn't <Wow>. really <laughs> didn't really dwell on it. So, you know, there's a it's it's a it's a really 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 good show. Though. I love that show. It's really really cool. Yeah, I caught an episode the other day where um, it looked like they were taken off from Mad Max. You know, they was right. doing like a riff on Mad Max, and um, I guess Morty the the that's the that's the little guy, right? The um the grandson. Yeah. Okay, he had, had a um, Rick had gave him a um an arm. <laughs> Yeah, Rick, Rick invented a device that could take the muscle memory. Yeah, the muscle memory. Arm. Oh my god, that would have me <laughs> dying. Because at first he was like, his... yeah, at first he was like, what, what the heck is this? What's going on? And everything. Then as the episode progressed, he got really used to it and started right. liking it and didn't want to leave the planet. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the arm got ignored us, and so it was like his arm was as tall as Morty. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was man. just this huge arm that was just like smashing. Yeah, people. just smashing everything left and right, just doing everything that you know. And it, it, the arm was trying to communicate with them, you know, right. and they was trying to um, you know, get acclimated to each other. And then a sister comes along, and mm-hmm. you know, she's going off with the um, <laughs> who was it going off with the um, the guy with the tin can head? Yeah, yeah, the guy. Uh... <laughs> And then she pulled his uh, pulled his face pulled the um the um the can off of his head and was you know and then he had this weird looking face and stuff. He said, like, "I'll take off my mustache." You know, I mean, how do I look? <laughs> yeah, she's like, you "Oh, know? a mustache." Like, uh, <laughs> you're the only person that's seen my face and live. And then they started trying to get it on and stuff. Man, I'm like, wow, this is crazy. And then Rick, Rick turned it into like a suburban, like so Rick so Rick wanted to steal like their um. Like their cultural, uh, uh-huh. uh, like the kind of like Ark of the Covenant, right? Yeah, because it had because it was a real powerful like uh, energy generator. Right. Oh, okay. That was and, the green. That was the green. Um, the green kryptonite looking thing. Right. The green okay. kryptonite looking thing. So Rick, so Rick went and <laughs> and created like a power grid for them. Uh-huh. And, like made him settle down to suburban life, and then Summer got real bored. Uh huh. With it, and, <laughs> and then so she she's finally like, all right, let's go home. And Rex like okay, and he was gonna leave them like this little hunk of uh, of the the thing, right? The green thing, right? And he just and he just took it like the Grinch right before he jumped in the hole, and it was just like <laughs> it's just so ridiculous, so funny. Yeah, that's crazy. Summer, she yeah, she's she's um she's off the hook, you know, right? And I could I could tell that you know at first she um she was one way, and now all of a sudden she's just down with everything that her granddad and um. <laughs> her her little yeah. brother does you know and then yeah. um i guess the dad he's now divorced from um <laughs> from yeah, the jerry's mom. this like so jerry's this like mediocre sort of advertise he's an, he's an advertising executive but uh-huh. he's super uncreative so <laughs> he has a hard time doing anything uh-huh. and he likes like easy stuff uh-huh. jerry is uh he's always like annoying rick because he's always trying to like you know, one to question Rick's authority and take control over the right over the family, and right. two because he's he just sees him as being like not worthy of being his son-in-law, pretty much. Right. 
And he's kind of right because Jerry is sort of like just sort of so average. Yeah, yeah. He's so mediocre and he can't do anything right. And uh, Beth just sees him as this like you know spineless little worm, <laughs> like can't do anything. And she just gets sick of him. Uh, so yeah, so so but Jerry also sometimes Jerry ends up stowing along like tagging along on adventures inadvertently, and like Rick Rick made up a daycare so the infinite you know infinite Ricks could bring their Jerry's <laughs> and just like drop him off. Wow. Rick says, I wish I was the version of me that thought of this. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm watching this season. I got to actually go back and watch, um, um, like, some of the previous the, the previous couple seasons. Because it's only, like, what, this is, like, the fourth season or third season? This is the third season. It takes them a long time to get them done, but they do them correctly. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, they, they, they must take a, because um, it's only been, I, I noticed, about 10 episodes per season, right? Right. So, I think there was 11 and 10, and they basically... They do, uh, so they do a really improvisational sort of like, um, scripting. Right. So a lot of times when it's hard for them to do the animation really far in advance because you know once they do the once they actually go and, uh-huh. and do the uh, you know, the recording, you know what they need on the animation could be super different. Okay. Okay. Uh, so it's hard for them to kind of do that. Uh, you know, but it's it, it's. <laughs> I love Rick and Morty, man. It's like my yeah, favorite. Yeah, it's a, um, it's a different show. Really popular, you know, um, you know, with the, with you know, with a lot of folks and stuff. Um, it was, looks like it was created by Dan Harmon, who was a um, creator of the Community. Yeah, you know? he's he's real involved with the production. Him and Justin Roiland, who does the mm-hmm. voices of both Rick and Morty. Oh wow, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, they actually duty. did a video. Yeah, they did a video, uh, like a preview video for the year. Where they had Morty being the judge and uh, uh-huh. and Rick being the uh, like the foul mouth criminal who was telling him like all this crazy stuff so. <laughs> and like telling him off. It was like a real transcript from a court in Georgia. Uh huh. <laughs> like they like read it. Ah, it's really great. I, I like that show a lot. Yeah, yeah. So you got to check out Rick and Morty if you want nerd cred now. Yeah, yeah. Is. I mean, um, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta check out more episodes. I mean, it's definitely funny and you know, nice, nice and um. Nice and short too. They're not like you know too long and everything. They get right to the point and have a lot of gags, like you said, going yeah. on like a, a lot of crazy adventures and a lot of inside stuff that you know you you really gotta pay attention to and catch, you know, because they will um, try to go over your head, <laughs> you know, if you're not. Yeah, really I mean, I would attention. say I would say it's the smartest show on television <laughs> for sure. I think it's that smart. Yeah, the whole um. The um, Mad Max thing had me dying, man. That was that, yeah. was, that was hilarious. <laughs> and then um, it's, it took me a, a minute to figure out, okay, each world that they go to, like I said, they um, they leave in a path of destruction because they went, in one of the episodes, I get they think went back to the world where it was like a bunch of trees and stuff. And um, the um, the mom and dad were looking like, like cave people or something. Oh, yeah, that was, <laughs> that's the world where, that's the world where, um, so Morty wanted to uh, wanted Rick to make a love potion so like the uh-huh. girl he liked at school would like him. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. and so Rick did, but real grudgingly. And then it turned out that when you mix the potion with the flu, <laughs> yeah, it became super highly contagious. Uh huh. And so everybody like fell in love with Morty, and they, like were real aggressive. Like I love him, I need him, you know. And they were like obsessed with him. Mm-hmm. And so Rick picked him up, and and he's like, okay, so. The idea was that he was mixing like you know a human with a vole with mm-hmm. a you know a different type of animals to try to get. Uh, so he mixed them with praying mantis to try to get the mm-hmm. you know to end the mahogany problem with just being obsessed with Morty. Right. And so he turned everybody in the world into praying mantis monsters. Mm-hmm. And then he tried to fix it by mixing a whole bunch of animals together, and it just created a bunch of like like mutants with like monstrosities they called Cronen- Cronenbergs. Cronenbergs. <laughs> and- wow. So they turned everybody in the whole in the whole world into Cronenbergs, except for anyone that shared Morty's DNA, which meant Jerry, Beth, and Summer. So they left. So they left like the Jerry, Beth, and Summer of that reality in uh-huh. that reality and left uh-huh. and went to another reality where Rick had actually solved the problem, right? Put everything back to normal, but then got blown up. <laughs> right away, so. so they're like, "This is a cheat. We could probably only do this a couple dozen more times." Right. Wow. <laughs> there is a finite number of times we can do that. But wow. <laughs> Hey, that's that's Rick and Morty for you, boy. I think I thought it was real funny, and then I saw that episode, and I was like, no, this is this is be this is brilliant beyond like anything I've seen on TV before. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's crazy. So yeah, that's that's Rick and Morty. Um, Rick and Morty comes on Adult Swim Cartoon Network. Yep. And yeah, you're right. That hasn't been on since um October fourth, two thousand fifteen. 
Wow. Oh yeah, and the end, the end of that episode was like, well, what do you think will happen next time? See you in like a year and a half. <laughs> and that was in a, on on, a, on April first, so they aired uh-huh. the first episode of season three on April Fool's Day like eight times. Oh man, yeah, I, I remember when that came out. A lot of, I mean, it's like the internet was going crazy. Because at first, you know, they thought it was a prank, but it will right. actually turned out to be an actual episode, and it was like, you know, God's gift to all the Rick and Morty fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like a, uh, it was like a, like a, a, a prompt-to Christmas, like a surprise Christmas. Right, right, right. Like if you didn't realize what day Christmas was going to be, and uh-huh. you woke up, and everyone was like, "It's today." Yeah, that's what I was like. Yeah, that's 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 the test of a good um, TV show when you could just build the anticipation anticipation up that much so when it comes mm. back you know it's right. not really missing a beat especially after that long you know almost a year and a half to be out I mean usually you got to get shows on cycle like eight nine months um you know when they come back you know for in season right. and it only airs just 10 episodes per season so that's that's a long while you know well I'm hoping some of that's budgetary and they start throwing some money at these guys because that's a real big hit for that network mm-hmm. like a real big you do you think that huge um like some of the ideas and gags they come up with are like you know um, pretty difficult for them. Maybe that's one of the reasons why it takes them so long to you know come out, um, you know, come back with stuff. I think part of what it is is this. <clears throat> I think they're almost like scared of what they created. So, like they've made this like the standard is so high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For the product, that it's going to be hard for for those guys to accept anything less than you know perfection in the result right. and i can respect that for sure right um <clears throat> but i don't know I, I, I could deal with you know every single rick and morty episode for me is like an a pretty much right i mean there's not a no there's not really a b episode for me so i i would i don't know like if i could have you know would i rather have 10 a episodes of rick and morty uh-huh. every like year and a half uh-huh. or would i rather have you know only like a six month lull between seasons uh-huh. and i get 20 episodes but only five of them are a's and you have some B's and even maybe a C or two thrown in there. So in other words, like, what should rather, I prefer? You'd rather it's, have them take their time, right? So you know, you'd really it wouldn't be if they did change how they produced it. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be the same product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that makes sense. I mean That's it would it would seem to me too that you know if they're that high um, creatively for that show that they're probably going to end up ending this pretty er- pretty soon. You know, if they feel that they they want to go out on a high note because. You know, they could get tired of it after a couple years and just think, okay, they don't want to do anymore. So it'll be right. it'll be interesting to see how they do what, what or what they'll decide to do after the season. Maybe might get a couple more seasons, um, yeah. but hopefully the time span isn't that. Um, you know, because some some shows just run their course. You know, you know they they, yeah. they 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 get stale and tired because they they can't figure out what gags they want to do, and especially with comedy, it's just comedy and making people laugh is just so hard. You know, so but with but with Rick and Morty, the thing is that because anything could conceivably happen on any episode within mm-hmm. the logic of the continuity, that it's impossible for them to run out of ideas because literally anything could happen. Yeah, I they, mean they've killed they've there have been on screen deaths for Rick and Morty mall like dozens of times. Like that's <laughs> like it's well, I'm, like they I'm, kill the main characters repeatedly. That's the thing that's the. Uh, but they're just different versions of the main characters than what we're following. Well, I understand right? the show wise, but I'm talking about authority of the creators. Like, you know, oh, will right. they get bored? Will they, you know, get tired of, you know, where they want to move on to something else? Conceivably, somebody else could come in and just take everything over. But will right. the quality still be there and still be the same? You know, that's yeah. that's the um, that's a question. Maybe, maybe exactly. not. You know. I don't know how we get 10, 10 episodes as good as we get. Quite, <laughs> quite frankly, regardless of how long it's been since the last season. It's it's just it's it's crazy when you think of just exactly how you know how good how good that yeah, show is and it is really that that's, good. That's that's Dan and Justin there. They they put their hearts into mm-hmm. it and you know <laughs> um, they they got something good on their hands and they want to please the um please fans. So you know let's bring more Rick and Morty episodes back. <laughs> Absolutely ASAP ASAP as soon as we can get them. All right. So what else we got here? Well, while we're in the R's, we just, we're talking TV shows, but okay. we can move... I want to segue a little bit into movies. Ah. I want to make a brief mention that uh, Daniel Radcliffe, ah, okay. who is the actor who played Harry Potter, yes. and is famous for other movies where he played you know, people that looked like Harry Potter but weren't <laughs> Like the lady... Uh, uh, what was that? He made this movie. What was that called, man? What was it? It's like the lady... 
a lady at the train station or something. It plays this guy who's like, gotta go to this mansion and figure out what happened. I don't know. It's like weird, this weird like horror movie with a bunch of those like, you know, startle jumps. That he played in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Huh. I, I don't know why I didn't write this down earlier when I was looking this up, but I remember that movie he was in. He was uh, not Harry Potter, and I was, you know, I was disappointed because it wasn't as good as it would have been if he had been. What, a train wreck? Yeah, no. What? No. Oh, okay. Wait. There was a train wreck in that movie, though. Yeah, I mean, it was a movie called Train Wreck. No, 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 no. Not, not, that's not, that, that Amy was, Schumer. Yes, yeah, Amy Schumer, but he was actually in that movie. <laughs> was he? Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, he must have been like a version of yeah, himself. Right, right. He must have had a big part, a bit part or whatever. All right. I'm, I'm looking up all his, um, yeah, The Woman in Black after Harry Potter. There it is. That's okay. the movie I'm all thinking. Right. All right. Yeah. The Woman in Black. Mm-hmm. And she was just some, and she was an unstoppable monster. And they thought like, huh. oh yeah, we appeased her. And it's like, no, nah, nope. <laughs> all that stuff he did, didn't matter. <laughs> Which is a super satisfying ending for me. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Just kidding. I don't like him. But, uh, <laughs> but he's also in, like, horror. I mean, he's done some, some eclectic stuff, but I guess when you, like, <clears throat> when the first thing you do, mm-hmm. and I mean the first thing you do, like, you go from from fourth grade, right? Right. To the, you know, facial focal centerpiece of a multi-billion dollar movie franchise right. that will, that could, because of the you're the same age as the character you're playing. Right. Extend well into your entire life for the right. rest of your future, right? Right. And and you do it and you do a really good job, an excellent job, an excellent job. You just you write your own ticket forever. I mean, he's he's got to have like one hundred and eighty billion, like a million dollars or something like that, and he can just do whatever he wants. You would think. And so he gets to take these. He gets to take parts where he doesn't care about the money, right? So that's really neat. Yeah, I mean, um, in some ways, um, with other actors that that have been in those type type of situations where they've been in a um. Like, like you have to wonder how some of these Game of Thrones characters. I was actually thinking about this the other day. The mm-hmm. Arya character, she's a, okay. she's a really good as Arya on Game of Thrones, but she's been in that role for so long. That's what you identify her with. So to see her in anything else, you're really thinking about Arya. So yeah. how does Hollywood, you know, cast her? Does do the and how and what roles does she does she pick for herself? You know, hopefully she's not picking anything where. Um, you know, it'll it'll just you know she's just keep casting a version of Arya. You know, I want Arya right. you know on this particular project or whatever. You know, um, these these child actors that grow up, you know, and spend most of their lives with a franchise and then go off on their own and then they're sort of like left out in the wind. You know, yeah. You know, they're they're identified with a certain you know as a certain character, maybe like the um, what was it? The, what's the guy? The um, the Home Alone guy. The, um, uh, Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, Macaulay Culkin. Um, <laughs> Macaulay Culkin. A, he was in everything, man. When I was a kid, yeah, he was like, I think Home Alone came out. I was in the first or second grade, mm-hmm. and he was like in every single movie made for kids for the next five years. Right, 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 right. Like every single like Richie Rich, him, <laughs> right, Richie Rich, like definitely, like absolutely, like it was just in everything. So, like you know, the good son, him. He was the good son. Yeah, Just yeah. He was a murderer in that movie, right? Yeah, actually, was that, was, that was a that was okay movie. <laughs> yeah. The good son. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he didn't. He wasn't in all these movies because he was bad in these movies. Yeah, <clears throat> it's just that he didn't. Eat, I don't know. They either didn't develop the range as he got older, or or or, or what? Yeah, the transition. But yeah, he was in, the, in Richie Rich for sure. Yeah, the, the, I remember that movie. The transition is hard for him, you know. Um, so I guess it really. He was in, uh, yeah, you're right. He was in a lot of stuff. Home Alone 2, mm-hmm. um, Jacob's Ladder. Which no Uncle one was Buck. surprised that he got that one. I think no one, that wasn't a casting announcement that came out. Everyone was shocked about when he got Home Alone 2. Yeah. But Maybe after Kevin McAllister again, it's like, all right, I guess he's, I mean, who else are you going to get? But after Richie Rich, though, looks like he was just in five movies. One, two, Party Monsters, Say, Sex and Breakfast, The Wrong, Ferrari, Adam Green. Wow. And 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 that was ninety four Richie Rich. So he had one in two thousand three, mm-hmm. one in two thousand four, sat and then came back in two thousand seven, sat for another yep. four years, came in two thousand eleven with something, and then sat for another four years. It came in two thousand fifteen. So it's a, I guess it's a question of was he getting opportunities or did he just not want to do anything in between? I those think times? people didn't want to work with his parents, and his parents stole a bunch of money from him. And I oh, think he wow. was real burnt out on everything. Ah. <clears throat> so like that happened, and then you know 
They say he. Has I think this is a similar thing. Too. This, this to me, is the same thing that happened to Miley Cyrus. Okay. Where you hit a certain age, and oh, I want to be an adult, and I don't want to have this sort of, you know what I mean? Right. Wholesome button-down image. Right. I want to be able to express who I'm becoming. Right. Which is stupid. Who cares? <laughs> just like you're in a business, you know, like your product is your, <laughs> you know what I mean? Your product is your perception. I don't think they perceive that's essentially that. Though, you know, we we, we are right. outside perceive, but they themselves, I don't think they perceive themselves that way. You know? But see, that's the problem. That's what happens. And they when, realize it's a business too late. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what happens when you you don't remember a time when you didn't have yeah an exhaust yeah. an inexhaustible amount of money right right and you hit the time of your life where you will be you know statistically the stupidest that you are at any point in your life <laughs> right. is right when you hit about sixteen years yep. old. <laughs> yep. Yep. Like that. That's there's there's a big bell curve on stupidity that starts at <laughs> the top of it starts at sixteen and ends at like twenty twenty three. Yes. Yeah, like, like that's when it's at the top. Then you start like getting unstupid a little bit at the end of that. I listen to this podcast called The Weekly Planet, and um, mm-hmm. they were actually talking. They had a guest. Um, I forgot his name, but they had a guest on his on the show. Um, and he's an actor, and he was talking about um, um, child actors versus adult actors and the response. Um, child actors you know get while on set and what they got to deal mm. with so you got the child actor who you know goes through you know that they're they're spilling all that stuff and the crew that works around them has to cater so much to because with the actor you want them to to be at their best you want them to to do their best work while they're on screen so you know the crew that's working around them to the make up the cater you know everybody that's working around the actor has to be at their nicest and do everything the actor or actress um says so imagine right. a child actor who is trying to figure themselves out and you, you, you probably have like a lot of child actors that go on tantrums and stuff. And, mm-hmm. but yet and still the adults, the, the ones who you think would, um, 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 discipline and control them, you know, have to do everything this child actor says, you know, or actress says, you know, they have to cater to their every whim, you know, and the child actor is mine is just blown because you know, other than Hollywood, in what other case has is there is there a, um, where an adult is waiting on a um, maybe a seven year old, eight year old hand and foot? You know, it happens. It happens only one other place, and that's Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> that's it. <clears throat> the stakes are a lot lower there. You know, but they don't say no to kids. You gotta give them that. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing, though, right? Yeah. Because you're right. It's exactly the difference of between when you tell your kid to do something, right. And when someone you're paying to be nice to your kid tells your kid to do something, right? Right, right, right. That's exactly the difference. So, uh, it is really a Chuck E. Cheese system that they have in <laughs> Chuck e. Hollywood. They have a Chuck E. Cheese system in Hollywood. That's how it goes. Wow. Is... Well, they give the kids tickets. There's a prize. Room. Listen, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to get into a the details or b how I know them. This story is not going to hold up to any scrutiny whatsoever. Oh, so just, man, yeah. just be aware of that. Yeah, be, be be aware. All right. So that was um. What art was that? Oh, we were again? talking about Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, Radcliffe. Actually, yeah, yeah, child actors. <laughs> we got into the middle the, part the, of the podcast. Yeah, got the, derailed. The, the tangent on child actors, you know. <laughs> we have opinions, apparently, of that. Like, that's one of the things I really like about our podcast the most is that, is that we what find out that? weird, random things that we have opinions about. Yeah, 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 this. yeah. We And we could go off different tangents and stuff. So we definitely appreciate um, your feedback when it comes to that. People, Absolutely. So. so tell us what you think about child actors <laughs> and, and actresses, and, and please and correct if you us. You remember, you know, uh, when you thought when when it was that like it's like this weird gap time where like you know where I was like you know twelve or thirteen and Macaulay Culkin wasn't everything, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it was you know the movies that were marketed to me were starring people that were like in their mid twenties, right? Right. It's like Freddie Prince Jr. and stuff. Yeah. Which I don't know if he was that older. I don't know if that's right or not, but. Like, there's the weird tween period things, where, yeah. uh-huh. uh, you know, they're marketing those sort of teenage movies, but they use people that are older. Right. Because kids that are, are, you know, that are going through puberty look weird. It's just... <laughs> I mean, you know, you hit that halfway point. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I don't know. You go through all types <laughs> of um, um, craziness during that time. Right. You know? And they have to have an outlet somewhere, you know. Absolutely. Sometimes it just gets in. I forgot the you know, he had, he was a, in a deep friendship with Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh no. Oh man. So oh that's, man. That's, Him and Corey Feldman. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Radcliffe, he seems to be on a better track though. So, um, props yeah, to him. Yeah, you know, he he 
getting he kept like probably most of that money together. He does whatever he wants. He seems to be very talented, and hopefully they'll make, you know, hopefully Rowling will make more Harry Potter stories because it seems like an interesting universe to explore. That'll be, mm-hmm. you know, more in the future. She may be, I, and I got this theory that she's waiting for the cast to age up a little bit before she starts telling those stories. Oh, really? Okay. So yeah, so I think I, and this is just based on absolutely mm-hmm. no information other well, <laughs> I mean, than you, what you're I think I would right, do. Especially a lot of fans that um, you know, that love the series and everything, are probably thinking the same way. Eventually, she's going to mm-hmm. come back to that, and um, hopefully at that point, you know, the actors want to vi- revisit those roles again. You know, that'll be I mean, it would be really decent. It would be interesting to see Harry Potter as anything approaching like a competent, a competent wizard. <laughs> like that would be, competent you know what I mean? Like he actually ended up learning how to do all that stuff mm-hmm. instead of just having to fend for his life desperately <laughs> every single day from, you know, from the Dark Lord trying to, you know, take him over and mm-hmm. use him as a tool for evil. <laughs> uh, so you'd admit, but you know, in, in Harry's defense, and, mm-hmm. I, and I guess we don't have to get too much more into this. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, but in, in in Harry's defense, I mean, what else are you going to do, you know? I mean, he's got these dark forces coming to murder him every single day. So hey, you got to defend yourself. Not a lot right? of time for homework. <laughs> and then the teachers are still like, why are you so tired? And he's like, yeah, I got the, the dark lord is coming to murder me. Like, he t- he tells me every night in my dreams. <laughs> and the teachers are just like, you need to pay attention to this spells class. <laughs> That's how every Harry Potter goes. Right? Yeah. All right. So what else we got in ours? Well, uh, sticking with movies. Uh, R is for Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, buddy. Uh, a wonderful film. A the first Indiana Jones uh, movie, mm-hmm. which is the second of the great pillars of Harrison Ford's career. And I want to say it came out in '81, which would be between Empire and Jedi. Yeah, it which we'll did. talk about in a minute. So this was basically, you know, a new enormous explosion of a popular franchise that kind of came out of you know nowhere it was just right. this was a, an original property mm-hmm. it borrowed a lot from the serials um the Duck savage stuff from like the 30s which is why i was said in the 30s right um but it's an original property created by george lucas and steven spielberg right movies directed by steven spielberg obviously harrison ford is um synonymous with indiana jones i don't think i don't think the movie could possibly be as good with any other actor uh in the title role, which for me is pretty uh, pretty significant. Right, well, I think they're going to try, so we'll see. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I mean, the odds. Well, the odds of them making another movie as good as this one are pretty slim. Right. Considering that they haven't been able to do it yet. Right. And the, well, I you know I shouldn't say that because I think that um, uh, the third one's about as good as the first one. I like the third one a lot. Well, which one was the um, one Shia LaBeouf was good? I think they tried to mm. make him like the um, you know transition to him to be the new. Um, well, not the new um, Indiana Jones, but to to give him a, um, a more of a starring role to continue that franchise, and I don't think well, that it was work. Well, that was one Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, mm-hmm. which everything thought was everyone thought was kind of crazy, <laughs> and not really well plotted and stuff. And two, um, you know, that movie was bad. And also, it turns out, also it turns out that Shia LaBeouf is like a crazy person. I don't uh, know if you heard this. Yeah, I don't know if you're aware of this. Uh, it turns out he's oh, kind man. of nuts. I heard he was pretty psycho there, you know. He was he was the definition of a um a actor just going just wild, you know. Yep. But, anyway, um, anyway, so so Raiders follows Indiana Professor Henry Jones, mm-hmm. who's a uh, a professor of archaeology, and he goes looking for archaeological artifacts uh-huh. in uh, dangerous and irresponsible ways that cause damage to the locations. Archaeologists don't like Indiana Jones, but that doesn't really matter uh, <laughs> because there's not enough of them <laughs> to stop the real right. people that like Indiana Jones from saying what Indiana Jones is. Um, so uh, it start. It's got the fam- the famous you know opening with Alfred Molina, mm-hmm. where uh, you know he Indiana Jones is measuring how much weight to put it down for the idol he's stealing, right. and then a giant ball chases him out of the cave, right, right. rolls behind him, which everybody's sort of familiar with. Um, and then he goes on a a quest to beat Hitler <laughs> to uh, discovering and uh, prevent Hitler from utilizing the Ark of the Covenant as a weapon. Okay. Because it is super powerful. Okay. Um, he It's an entire globetrotting invention. I mean, he goes all the way to Tibet. He spends a lot of time in, like, Cairo and Egypt, you know, searching for the actual, like, Ark of the Covenant. Right. And then they're in, like, Malta. So it's really, it's a it's a globe-hopping adventure with high stakes because, obviously, the Nazi Empire with the Ark of the Covenant would be bad news for 
you know, everybody, uh, is it makes an army unstoppable. Uh, and at the end, we see why. We see what the Ark, what the Ark of the Covenant's able to do. Right. Uh, and it, it's got that famous scene where it melts everyone's faces. <laughs> So they look at they look at what comes out of the Ark of the Covenant, and then they all the faces all just sort of explode and melt out, uh, which is probably maybe what the movie's most famous for, other than the fact that it's an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, um, and it spawned a bunch of a bunch of different sequels, you know, and oh um, yeah, you know, just different parts of uh, franchises and everything right off there. Didn't it, um, I mean, didn't it have a television series too? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it did. It had a television series um, starring the guy from the Boondock Saints. Oh, really? Uh, That's yeah, Sean yeah. Patrick Flannery. Yes, him. Wow. And he played really? the he, yeah, and he played the young Indiana Jones. Huh. And it was like all the stuff. It was like him getting involved with all the stuff that was happening in like mm-hmm. um, like Europe during World War One and stuff, and like you know Mexico and. Uh-huh. Uh, all these different. So there were different episodes. They actually novelized a lot of them. I had them. <laughs> I read a bunch of those books. They uh-huh. were just sort of neat. But he was in, you know. They, so they do some episodes where he was like, you know, like ten or eleven, and somewhere he's like sixteen, seventeen. That okay. was for the uh, Sean Patrick Flannery. Hmm. And then once in a while, I, I, I'm probably just misremembering this, but I want to say Harrison Ford would show up for like a bump or two, like in the like the very beginning, he'd do like a one like a one line scene or something. Huh. So I that's somewhere yeah. on YouTube. Uh, you I know what? Probably um, what it says here that Harrison Ford did book in one episode. Yes, <laughs> you're on point with there, that Scotty. <laughs> I just like it when my memory turns out to not be totally faulty, man. <laughs> as, as I get older and I think of, I'm thinking like, was was he in this one? Because I remember he they were like in a snowstorm, him and this guy that's... in a snowstorm, and he was playing a saxophone. Uh huh. It was like the most bizarre, weird, like like he was learning how to play jazz saxophone in Chicago in the yeah. 20s, I think is what that was all about. It was like a really weird, like a really weird story. That's actually awesome that he actually appeared on a TV show because, I mean, usually at that point in time, actors, a- actors that are on movies just look at TV as just so far beneath them, you know? <laughs> and don't forget that he was, this was in the 90s when he was like the biggest movie yes, star in the world. Yes, yes, So, I mean, that must have been a big favorite of George Lucas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he must have given him a cut. I mean, he probably gave him a little bit more Star Wars money. Yeah. Like from the old stuff. Like, man, okay, maybe I'll give you a little bit. A, pen, look, a pittance for your likeness. I'm looking at the credits of this. George, I mean, um, Steven Spielberg had nothing to do with this. Huh. Yeah, George Lucas actually, I think, owns the IP. Okay, so this is so his, it's all this Lucas, his baby. Like Lucas film. Okay. Yeah, so I think, so now Disney owns it. And maybe they owned it before. They might have bought it, but I'm not sure. Uh-huh. I'm pretty, I know they own it now. Yeah, yeah. Cuz Disney's yeah. the one that's making them come out with all these new movies. Right. Which isn't isn't uh, it's not 100% bad cuz I like the new Star Wars movies so far. Yeah, yeah. They've been real Wait, good. but it's it's they it's continuing the canon so you know they're right. they're not that bad. So it'll be um interesting to see how they will continue to do Indiana Jones if they choose to do another well when they choose to do another movie. You know, I think it would probably end up being a good TV show in combination with a movie if they decided to do that right, you know? I mean, you could do, like, an anthology series where, like, yeah. it's always, it's Indiana Jones at different places and times, and right. it's just different actors that play him. So you'd have, you know what I mean, you spread that all out. But then you got to find, like, more than one charismatic person, so I guess I get the downside of that. Hmm. I don't know why I talk before I think. I just did that. So well, anthology is, is good because, I mean, they can, um, you know, just have a beginning, middle, and end, you know, each mm-hmm. season, you know? Right. Um, so, yeah. Well, know. they did that in the third movie, too. They did that sort of time hop in the movie. Mm-hmm. They had River Phoenix playing him uh-huh. uh, when he was chasing the cross of Coronado across, like, I guess, Utah. Okay. And then, uh, you know, it wasn't, you know, a flashback to Harrison Ford, you know. Uh huh. The beginning of the third one. Huh. Which is, again, I like the third one a lot. But there's a lot of start. So it sort of spawned a, like, you know, adventure right. kind of movie. So that sort of movie became a thing after. Raiders. Yeah, this is one of the um George Lucas's big two big claims to fame with his mm-hmm. um Raiders of the Lost Ark and um his Star Wars adventures and stuff. So he no wonder he has gobs of money. <laughs> I think he sold Lucasfilm to Disney for five billion dollars. Man, man, man. Wow. And think about this for a second. He made the prequel trilogy <laughs> like yeah. before that, which means yeah. that, that that still made money even though it was awful. 
Once again, everybody, I'm going to keep hitting this dead horse. <laughs> Listen, this podcast, you're just going to have to deal with me hitting on the hitting the. It, it will not go away, so just you yeah. know, just keep keep with it. All right, so that's Raiders of the Lost Ark. It is. Uh, so next, uh, you know, would you rather uh, move to comic books, or do you want to talk about um, something more academic? Well, let's let's look at um, you know a couple comic characters. You know, yes. that begin with R. Uh, one of um, the biggest known characters are actually well, one of one of two that we're going to talk about are um, in Batman canon. Mm-hmm. One is the Riddler, Edward Nigma, and he's one of um, Batman's um, one of Batman's biggest enemies in um, in his rogues gallery. <laughs> of, <laughs> of like Joker, Catwoman, Riddler, Penguin, Batman just had such a a, a, a well known rogues gallery, you know. Um, Riddler, you know, loves to tell uh, to, 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 to 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 confound Batman with his riddles, you know, just asking straight up uh, mystery questions and making a mm-hmm. Batman guess. <laughs> and Robin, Robin used to love his games, you know, oh, yeah. guess um um you know where clues would be or whatever. You know, um, he was played by, uh, who was he played by in the, um, the old Batman TV show? Uh, Frank Gorshin. Yeah, yeah. Frank Gorshin. He was a, and to this day, not that it's been many Riddlers, <laughs> he still stands to me as like the best Riddler, you know, probably even better Joker than Riddler because the way his laugh was reminded yeah. me of what the Joker should have been, you know? I think they just, they just said, you're the Joker with a question mark. That's actually how they directed him. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. But I don't know, um, man. I think that mm-hmm. uh, I, I I'm gonna step in and, and say that's a really, really, really good casting decision made by, um, you know, made by Warner Brothers. And I thought that I thought that that was yeah. a really good, you know, sort of version of him to play because it was over the top and silly, and it was, um, you know, he had that he had the purple like the pink hair and like <laughs> like the green unitard, right? Yeah, I I I remember I remember when when the this the casting came down for that um you know a lot of people including myself were like okay yes on point Jim Jim Carrey's Riddler I mean well you can't really get any better Mm -hmm. then the movie Mm -hmm. came out (laughs) and then it's like wow this is what we get yeah now his part was good the rest of the movie (laughs) surrounding it eh, I don't know let me ask you I don't know. That then that was the one where um 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 uh, yeah that's Tommy the Lee one. Jones was Two Face right? Woo okay. The uh, <laughs> let me ask you this. Here's a good hypothetical for you, and I and I haven't uh, yeah. I haven't like thought about this myself much, so I'll need some time to think. Um, <clears throat> who do you think mm-hmm. would have made sense uh, to play the Riddler in the Nolan verse? And and what do you think Nolan would have done Riddler to subvert the uh, the Riddler norm like he did with every you know what I mean all the rest of the Rogues Gallery that shows up in the Nolan verse? Uh, hmm. As far as yeah. who would play the Riddler in the Nolan verse, I haven't really thought about that, but I think his version of the Riddler. Um, would definitely be someone mm-hmm. who would be psychotic, you know, not 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 Joker psychotic, but just real yeah. anal. You know, he has to get things precise. You know, his his question. I mean, he has he has to have a real focus on, um, you know, Batman as his enemy. You know, um, where he was just just try to just just <laughs> is it. Riddler, I mean, he's a he's a hard character, but um, in a real life, because Nolan's movies are more or less like mm-hmm. you know you try to be true to life, or you know in a real life like you know lifelike setting. I don't know how he made the Joker work, but that was a definitely you know definite um, good patrol you know of him by um, by Heath Ledger. So I can't, I can't really say who I would want want to actually be the you know Riddler mm-hmm. in Nolan's universe. You know, I think you, you got, need you someone some sort of. <clears throat> like um like maybe a, like a Jason Isaacs so like like uh Malfoy's dad okay. and just kind of energy and energetic performance out of him because he does like a real intelligent arrogance real well 
And as far as how it's, I think he'd be really good at that just because it'd be, it'd be just slightly different. And who he is, I think he's like some sort of, okay, you know, he's, he's either some sort of like, uh, like the IT password guy who's like entire thing is like he runs like some corporations IT and they like fire him and he just hates it. And he, uh, you know, he just, and so he just has a vendetta against a specific corporation and that corporation should be WingCorp, obviously. So he keeps showing up to bust up Wayne Corp's stuff, course, and Batman course. keeps showing up. And so, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He figures out who Batman is. So you, do you think he should be, like, some sort of hacker type that's just, like, you're just trying to confound, um, you know, maybe the internet with... Well, I think, that, <laughs> I think that there's a lot of that sort of techno stuff when you look at, like, what Lucius does. Yeah. So I think maybe he's... Maybe what, right, he's right, some right. He's maybe a straight-laced guy who... Like something happens to mm-hmm. him with the Joker, or he or he just gets like you know shut <clears throat> shunned off by this corporation, and then something happens to him, or he blames Batman for what happened. Mm-hmm. Like Batman cracks his security mainframe, mm-hmm. like he gets like shown the door because Batman beat his riddle, and so then he starts like right, getting obsessive, right, right. and uh, and comes after him. Maybe someone you know. Or maybe he um he gets right. Maybe that's where he Gotham. comes from. I mean, he starts like taking control of Gotham's like sewer stuff and like flooding <laughs> the sewers and like causing chaos. Mm-hmm. And no one can, no one knows who he is because mm-hmm. he's just you know what I mean. Like he doesn't. No one, no one connects the dots. <laughs> like no one thinks of why. Like he keeps leaving all these clues everywhere. Yeah, and, and right. And the Batman is like you know right. figuring it out slowly or whatever. Um. So yeah, I mean, I can definitely see that. Um, off topic a little bit. Have you seen the trailer to uh, Mr. Robot? I haven't. I have not seen the trailer for Mr. Robot yet. Although I never even watched season two because I just I just never did. I, I it was on my mm-hmm. list. I I gotta tell everybody you know. Usually when we do a hiatus like this, mm-hmm. when we come back, we like to do a little catch up episode. We call those you know nerdendums. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about some of the stuff that's happened, fill in the gaps mm-hmm. a little bit. I think we've done a couple of those now. But I, I've honestly been so busy with everything, I haven't seen all this stuff that we would talk about. Like, I'm way behind. I'm like, I haven't seen Spider-Man. I haven't seen Guardians. Uh, so I want to come back and, first oh, of all, man. apologize to everybody for my slackingness and not, not seeing, viewing this genre material. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, i also tell you, like, I, I don't want to know anything about like, Mr. Robot. Yeah, we're, 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 we're getting back into a lot of stuff, but... All, all, the only thing I'm going to no. say, because you didn't see the second season, um, it wasn't as good as the first season, but this this coming season looks very interesting because it's deep, going deeper down into the, um, I guess, into the rabbit hole. Like, whereas the first season dealt with how society, I, I guess, if you want to talk about R's, I think we already we talked about wait. Mr. Robot and M's, but it's still technically R, too, you know. Um, but whereas the first season dealt with how the, um, world or how, um, well, I guess how the world would deal with if, um, if the financial institution, if the credit got, you know, just taken away and how financial, um, institutions got Mm -hmm. upended because of a hack, you know, and everybody, you know, lost access to their credit cards and, you know, the ways and how to access money. So it's kind of interesting because it's a slow dissension of how society goes into um, what may happen to society if this ever happened, knock on wood, you know? Um, And this first season just dealt with everything on the surface. The second season Mm -hmm. goes a little bit more deep, you know, into it. And now the, the, the third season is really going deep because now, I mean, it, I, I mean, I'm going to watch you it. You can care. spoil it here, though. This is on me for sure. <laughs> like, it's not like okay. what I'm not going to do is yell at you for spoiling okay. something well, that you told the, me the, to watch like a thousand times. And I'm just like, was, you know, I'm going to get to it, Sam. And then I don't. And I'm going to yell at you on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so if anyone's just watching or listening to, you know, to the podcast, spoilers, you know, spoiler coming up for um, Mr. Robot. And it's not a big one, but um, the third season, the lights are out. All the power goes out. So Ooh. the power goes out. <laughs> so that's 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 a big thing. And we'll just leave it at that and hopefully that <laughs> intrigues you enough <laughs> to maybe, you know, catch back up so we could, you yeah. know, get back into it <laughs> that's and everything. Pretty intriguing, so Sam. This is 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 um really interesting. Anyway, Riddler. Um created by Bill Finger and Dick Sprang, you know, um 
and he was a member of the Legion of Doom and Justice League, Super uh, Secret Society of Super Villains. First appeared in um, Detective Comics 140 back in wow. 1948. So he's a longtime villain of the Batman. You know, they did a whole bunch of good character um, creations back in the, <laughs> the late 30s and 40s. <laughs> It's amazing what they came up with and the ideas that they had during, like, um, you know, after the the Second World War. Yeah, I mean, don't forget there were like a billion bad ideas for every good one we get. So, like, we we talk, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know, like, oh man, that one album that came out in 1968 was really good. And it's like, well, there was also a lot of crap was <laughs> going on that you're not, you're, yeah, nobody it bothered was that, that um, what there wasn't. Right, right, and that wasn't printed a lot, a whole lot of. So you know, it's not a whole lot of copies of different stuff. But you know, during that period, I mean, they were pretty much on a roll. They had Batman, and just started creating like um, I'm, I'm talking about Bill Finger and Bob Kane specifically. Um, and they started creating like you know some really you know iconic oh, right. characters Absolutely. during that time. You know, so um, yeah, I mean, it's it's it, the Riddler. He's a um one of Batman's like I said right. most iconic um villains. You know, uh, which brings me to the second R in the Batman um, canon. Hooray! You have Robin. The Boy Wonder. <laughs> the Boy Wonder. And he started as, um, you know, Batman's sidekick, you know, after um, the creators decided, okay, Batman needed mm. to get a little bit more lighter. So they introduced this bright, you know, red, blue, yellow canary type of <laughs> uh, um, looking character. Right, he you was know, for the, the kids. Boy Wonder. You know, he was, yeah, basically, you know, to draw the kids in. And Can you picture yourself here? So like, dark, it, it allows, you know? yeah, it allows him to be, like, accessible. But he's not just a figure, like a vampire right, or right, something. Right. He's, you know, more, more approachable mm-hmm. for young, for the kids who were the main, you know, the main audience for comics. Right, right. And he came out, you know, like gangbusters, you know, all the kids loved him and, you know, uh, made Batman mm-hmm. more, like you said, relatable, you know, accessible and everything. But um, as the years grew, <laughs> a guy <laughs> named Frederick Worthen, <laughs> oh, yeah. just, just started intimating all this crazy stuff on an actual, yeah. uh, a fictional character, you know, um, saying that you know basically robin and batman and robin um bruce wayne and dick grayson for him to take a ward under his belt he must have some sort of you know homosexual type of um you know tendencies or whatever you know just making a big thing out of nothing on on Mm -hmm. fictional characters nonetheless you know and i mean that's the short end of it is that you know he really derailed a lot of things back in the 50s 40s and 50s well 50s i would say um as far as comic books, by um, by saying well, that's that how we got the comics code, kids, you know, and that's how we got all that, you know, yeah. Oh, we're gonna self-regulate, blah blah blah, whatever. <clears throat> all that sort of intimation, right? I, right I, that's right. A, yeah. the sexuality of Batman is such a weird issue to think about because he is sort of Batman himself doesn't really have, I would say, I would argue sexuality. I think Bruce Wayne does, and you see that creep through sometimes, but when it does, I don't know. I feel right. I. I don't know. I don't like it when it does, personally. Well, I I think with um, I mean, you know, tangent. Um, but we are on the topic of you know Robin. Um, with Bruce Wayne, you you don't really you think of really Bruce Wayne as the um, Batman is the uh, is is who he is. Bruce Wayne is the 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 um right. his secret identity. His um. His cover, his that's the real person is Batman. That's who. That's just who he is. Um, uh, Bruce Wayne is a mask. That's what I wanted to say. It's a mask that he puts on whenever he's not Batman. So when he does the um, you know, uh-huh. Playboy whole Playboy routine, it seems sort of false and fake. Ginger ale, you know, ginger ale Bruce. <laughs> well, at least in my eyes, you know, yeah, yeah, ginger ale Bruce. He's not really you know really uh-huh. being in it to win it or whatever, you know, but um. Batman is he's just a whole different person um and that's who he's always it's probably what he's always thinking about when he's with these women or whatever when it kind of just go back out to be with Batman you know be Batman or whatever but um with Robin you know uh-huh. coming into the scene and everything um 
they wanted to um, just just make you know Bruce Wayne and you know the whole Batman character a lot lighter, and it sort of Brad, Robin brings a, a definitely a fun aspect to you know the whole Batman Robin um, you know thing, and it's been a yes. few Robins in continuity. You know, the first one mm-hmm. being like you know Dick Grayson, that was his original Ward. You know, um, the second Robin being Jason Todd. Now, Jason Todd is I. Th- want to say he was the briefest Robin and um, he came out at a time where, you know, the creators wanted to, um, to, to age um, the, the, Dick, the, uh, the Dick Grayson character. And because he's been around for so long, it's like, how right. can this he's boy in his still now. be a boy? <clears throat> it's just too like insanely years, muscular right. dudes beating you up now. There's not any fun in that. Right, right, right. And you're yeah, still it's like a dude in his thirties like and a dude in his twenties jumping. Know, you. So. I mean, how fun is that? That's not fun. <laughs> so they they um aged him they they aged him up and um he became mm-hmm. Nightwing so that was his new character. So they brought in another Robin, Jason Todd. Um, Jason Todd was more of a bad boy, you know. Um, I remember at the time when he actually came onto the scene, he was he was very dickish. I mean, not <laughs> dickishness, but he was an asshole. <laughs> you know, Batman had a hard time trying to control him. And then when they when they finally did the reboot after um the um Crisis on Infinite Earths um thing back in the um mid mid eighties, um they sort of redid um Robin the or the Jason Todd Robin and sort of kept the same attitude and everything, but eventually you know um <laughs> yeah, the fans got they, tired of but they let people vote <laughs> on whether he died or not, and, like it was overwhelming. Yeah, like, yeah, the whole him. death in the family. The, the 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 whole death in the family storyline was about um the Joker, you know, um basically right. killing Robin. So what happened was at the time, and just imagine this, you had to call a number or call two numbers, or one it was two numbers put out, whether one whether you wanted to uh Robin live to live or or, or wanting Robin to die. You had two eight hundred numbers that you called. And then the very next issue or the very next month, your the um, decision would be made on um, if he lived or died. <laughs> and I just remember an interview saying the creators really wanted him to live because they thought it was going to be a media nightmare with if he actually died um, and just leaving it up to the fans to, you know, trigger his fate and everything. Sure enough. <laughs> <laughs> the fans wanted him dead. <laughs> and that became a real news um, you know, newsworthy thing. You know, they killed Robin, you know. Oh man, and the creators was not really happy about that. None to say that, that that never really happened again on a major character where they allowed the fans to make the choice <laughs> on if they lived or died. But um Needless to say, it was a real popular storyline for that um, for that character. And um, Jason Ty, you know, did uh, uh, the fans did choose to kill him. So they introduced another Robin, right. Tim Drake, after that. Now, Tim Drake, he was a lot he was a lot nicer. You know, he was a lot more, um, you know, accessible, you know, versus, you know, Jim, you know, what Jim, um, James, uh, Jason Todd was. Jason Todd was an asshole. And. You know, it was no wonder the fans wanted <laughs> He was always running his mouth. Um, like, oh, Tim Drake. <laughs> yeah, the thing was, he uh, Dick no, Grayson he would never talk back to Batman. You know, he, Dick Grayson would, um, you know, question Batman, but you know, uh, Batman was always the smarter one. So when Jason Ty came on the scene, um, he would always talk back to Batman and um, just do things that um, Batman would not like, and you know. Um, go out of his way to um to piss off you know <laughs> um, you know Batman and the fans was no. you know the fans weren't feeling that you know um Tim Drake you know was sort of you know he came back it, it was it came back into the old you know how how Robin is really supposed to be just you know um smart he he was a lot smarter you know than the um other two you know it was real you know technical and everything and ended up being you know really decent Robin so I want to say after that. You know, after Tim Drake, Tim Drake lasted for like a pretty long while. And I think the next Robin after that was, um, um, yes. Uh, Damien's son via Talia um, Al Ghul. Bruce's son. Yeah. 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 So, um, the, 
Damian Wayne, I'm not too familiar with because that's more or less like the current continuity because so, mm-hmm. he sort of lost me at 10th right. grade <laughs> after that. But um, Damian Wayne, I think, yeah, he's the um, current one, you know, as, um, you know, Batman or uh, Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne's son, you know. Um, but, yeah, he's Robin is a legendary, long lasting um, Batman character. And they, he's 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 not been popular in the movie universe. In fact, he's not has he hasn't, he hasn't been um Depicted by well, anyone in the movie universe well, yet. So, um, oh, you mean the new one, the new DCMU? Yeah, the new uh, one. Yep, yeah, that's true. He has not shown up, although mm-hmm. he kind of showed up in the Nolan verse, but really not really. <clears throat> and <laughs> no. he was also uh, Chris <laughs> O'Donnell played him, right, or whoever was that? Yeah, it's like a twenty-year-old yeah. guy liked motorcycles. Yeah. Right, yeah. that was the whole deal. Right. I'm an acrobat. <laughs> okay, so you like motorcycles, right? I sure do. Cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's Robin. Legendary, iconic, you know, um, and about <laughs> four different versions. <laughs> but Batman, Bruce Wayne, he's always stayed the same. Um, I think it was a brief period, what, that. Um, Dick Grayson was Grayson Batman for a while. Batman John Paul Valley was um, Batman for a yeah. while. Oh yeah, 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 yeah! I remember that. Yes, you know, the back-breaking days, Bane. Bane with his Spanish <laughs> accent, breaking the Batman because he's really yep, from South yep, America. Yep. <clears throat> not, he's not from Scotland. All right, despite so that's what we may have heard in the Christopher Nolan movie, <laughs> The Dark Knight. Yeah, he did change that whole. Um, but they, oh, that voice was legendary. I loved Tom Hardy's voice in. Um, are you sure? Are you I sure I'm not from El Salvador? <laughs> Classic. I just see Dunkirk the other day, and um, it was, uh, Tom Hardy was again in a movie where he doesn't show his face <laughs> pretty much at all. <laughs> oh man, funny, funny. But Robin. um, yeah, that's Robin. Robin. All right. Anything um, else we have I mean, left in ours? Kind of, I guess. I mean, it's the Roman Empire, which we talk about certain history stuff here. Um, and we yeah. can kick a Star Wars character out if you'd like. So right, let's go kick something out. I think that I would like to kick out in the R's. I think the Rancor, mm-hmm. which is which is the oh, monster okay. that wow. Luke fights in Jabba's, you know fighting arena after it gets dropped down the hole. So that's called a rank. Okay. And I just, uh, you know, I don't know. It seems stupid. <laughs> Get out of here, Anchor. You got smashed by the you door. Like, you got caught in the garage door. Like You weren't you weren't a formidable <laughs> villain for anybody. Like, Luke didn't need to use his Jedi powers, really, <laughs> to do anything. He just had to trick you and hit you with the, with the garage door. I mean, all he had to do was hit a button. That's silly. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. Let's go ahead Frank and give her. him a boot. Boot! Alright, so, um, that's what we have left in the R's. Um, mm-hmm. the next time we yes. do this, it's a big one. So, we're talking about, um, a two-parter. Um, we're gonna do, as you know, it's S, so after R comes S, and the yes, big one is. in S is mm-hmm. Star Wars. Okay, so let's we're we're teasing that a little bit. So we're gonna do um um if it's okay with you, Scott, we're gonna do a regular S, um, and then we're gonna do one. That sounds like a really great way to break everything up. Okay, (laughs) and then um I think we're gonna bring in a special guest star, you know, to help us out with um we're gonna work on it with the Star Wars. Um, yeah, we're gonna work on that and. Hopefully bring something special to you guys soon. And I'm going to try to catch up on stuff so that we can start (laughs) running your dendems about about all these (laughs) things that we just didn't cover. Yeah, buddy. You know, hey, (laughs) I'll watch them again. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So find us on um, um, Facebook at um, Nerdcyclopedia and Twitter at Nerdcyclopedia. Get us on iTunes. Um, iTunes. Go to our website. Yeah, iTunes. Yeah, definitely. You know, iTunes, um, Google Play, we're out there. Um, 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 
Uh, what else? <laughs> um, Nerdcyclopedia podcast at Gmail. So, you know, email yep. us your feedback and everything. Um, and make sure you definitely follow us. So we definitely we're real accessible too. See more. So, I mean, like I don't yeah, put on airs here. We're able to consume all this. We're able to consume media because we have spare time. So feel don't feel like you're bothering us <laughs> in any way. Let's go, just go ahead and get in touch. <laughs> yeah, buddy. So, all right. So Absolutely. we'll see you guys when you see ya, and we're out. Bye. Take us out, crazy man. Bye.